0: It's been one week since Graham Coughlin departed from Mansfield Town and the board at Bristol Rovers have wasted no time in appointing his successor. Today the club announced former West Brom and Crystal Palace coach Ben Garner as the new first team manager on a two and a half year deal. We at Gascast have come together to give our initial thoughts on the appointment and what this could mean both on and off the pitch over the coming years. I'm Harley Thorne, I'm joined by Max Alderson and Tom Metcalf. How are you doing guys? Yeah, in a positive spirits, by the sound of it. I, w- I want to start off by quickly touching upon the pace at which we've made this appointment. Uh, I think everyone can agree that the board were thrust into the situation rather unexpectedly, but they, uh, Max, they appear to have reacted quite well.
1: Yeah, and uh, quite quickly as well. It's um, it's all happened within the space of what has it been uh, eight eight or nine days now uh, since since Coughlin left. So, yeah, the the board definitely seem. Seemed like uh, even if you know they weren't expecting this to happen, but they had a plan in place in case something like this was to happen, uh, and the and, and the whole managerial appointment process seemed to be uh, a lot more organised than maybe last time. Um, so yeah, I was very impressed with the speed at which it's happened, and just glad to have a man in charge for Boxing Day. Yeah, I mean a lot
0: of people have said with the appointment of Stans and things are look and even Gorringe um, that things are looking a lot more professional lately. Uh, Mets, did you? Did you get the impression that things were a, a bit more professional this time around than they would be, have been in the past?
2: Yeah, there was a slight wobble when the first kind of pre-match for Plymouth came out and it was um, Tucker got sent out in front of the press, the poor bloke, and people were kind of screaming for Stans to come out and, and talk to us, um, which he did the next day, to be fair, and kind of mm-hmm. yeah, gave the reason reasoning, gave kind of filled us in on the kind of timeline, which I think really, really helped um, because a lot of the time we get kind of left in the dark and then it was, okay, these are when the interviews are happening and all that kind of stuff. And we've kind of been reasonably informed as it's gone along. It's also been really nice to actually have people interested in the job. It seemed like Mm -hmm. 12 months ago, we were kind of fishing around for people who wanted to help us out of a hole. And then this time we're, you know, we've got a bit about us, we can actively turn people down, which is always nice. Mm. And then you you mentioned that we had
0: more more uh, interest this time round. But one man that wasn't interested in the role was Nathan Jones. Um, the board certainly showed some some ambition there, I think, by by approaching him. Uh, but in the end, we kind of took a different tact. Uh, a man with a lot less experience, not no League One experience, that's for sure. Max, do you think this? Is this cause for concern or do you respect that the board had to use our current position to try and try and get Nathan Jones? Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: not not concerned at all, really, because I think uh, Jones was probably the highest profile manager out of work that's realistic for League One level. Um, And if you don't ask, you don't get. So it's, it's really we don't know what mindset Nathan Jones was in. He's obviously just been sacked by Stoke City and he's probably looking for a new role. Probably in League One because I doubt any Championship club will take him. Um, and us being fourth place, it's it's worth asking for because you know it's realistically quite an attractive prospect to come to a club who are fourth in the league and maybe get another promotion on his CV. Um, it doesn't seem like that's what he wants to do. Uh, he's probably holding out for Plymouth or sorry, not Plymouth, uh, Portsmouth or the Sunderland job. Um, those are probably more high-profile roles in this division who are more championship ready. I think that's what the post reported it as uh, a championship ready club that he was looking for. And whether he sees us as that, it evidently not. Um, but it seems like we've gone for Bengana, who, who is, uh, I, I think quite similar to Jones because Jones was a coach before he started at, he was a coach at Brighton before he started at um, Luton. And we seem to want that mold of manager. So yeah, I, I think it's almost, we couldn't get Jones. So we've looked for the next best style next best manager in that style of of management if you like
0: Mm -hmm. no well put and I'll um, I think it's time that we honed in on the man himself now Uh, our new manager is Ben Garner taking up his first role in management personally I had never heard of him six months ago but when Graham was given the job his name was mentioned and since then I've kind of kept tabs on him Uh, although he hasn't been in management before his coaching CV is Pretty impressive. Uh, He's played a role in the development of players like Wilfried Zaha, Nathaniel Klein, Victor Moses and Johnny Williams uh, at Crystal Palace. How's that for some name dropping? And uh, Sky Sports are even reporting today that he was mentored by Jose Mourinho uh, when he took his UEFA Pro license back in 2014. Uh, obviously, it's their classic clickbait title, but I'm, you know, I'm sure there's some truth in it.
1: If we're, um, uh, if we're on Sky Sports, they're going to ne- call us uh, Jose Mourinho's Mentee Ben Garner's Bristol Rovers. Yeah,
0: I mean, of all the managers to be mentored by, not a particularly bad one, right? Um, Max, we'll start with you. Uh, do you think that Ben Garner is the right man for the job?
1: Uh, yes, I, he was looking at the, the bookies' odds a couple of days ago. He was the one that sort of stood out to me as one that I would definitely want. Um, It's not a case of the lesser of six, seven evils. I I genuinely think he is the right style of of manager. We want someone who is uh, a coach first, especially given our position in the league. We don't really want to change too much tactically. So to bring in a man like Garner, who is a coach and has coached at the very highest level in this country, he is a Premier League quality coach. And for him to come in now and and be be, uh, training our boys and, developing the young boys like Maneze, Kilgore, even Clark Harris, some of the older lads as well, you um, couldn't really ask for much better, really. And it seems like he's been given uh, Mayer and Mansell under him as his coaching staff. And that's ideal, really, because they can sort of keep things consistent whilst he looks to improve the players and improve maybe the areas where we're weaker, f- uh, particularly on the counter-attack and in the attacking areas. So I think he, he's a smart appointment. Long term, I I also think that maybe he's the right choice because he seems to be focused on youth development. That seems to be the path we want to go down. Uh, The big question mark, obviously, is is how he is tactically because he's never managed before. So we don't really know what style of play he wants to implement, what formations and tactics he wants to use. Um, I'd be surprised if he changed it up at all this season. I think it's just been a case of maybe the board have told him just to keep things ticking along develop the lads as much as you can try and improve us where you can as well and then we'll see where we end up and then in the summer you sort of have remit maybe to to implement your vision
0: Mm -hmm.
2: well said and Mets over to you do you think he's the right man for the job Um, I feel like it's a bit of a risk Um, just because like you said he hasn't had a job in management before from what has said today he impressed them a lot in the interview and from kind of reading between the lines of what he said it was much the same as Max in that don't change things too much the second half of this season because we've got where we are playing a certain way because Ben Ghana is from kind of talking, well, from what other people have said about him, he likes to play it on the floor, likes to play kind of attacking football, which we can't do with this squad of players. And it hasn't, it won't, if we try and do that the second half of the season, we're just going to plummet. Um, but it's a good time to take a risk really because if we do end up mid-table, it's about where we all thought we would be. It's nice enjoying kind of a playoff push while it lasts, if it lasts kind of thing. So it, it kind of feels like give him six months till kind of the end of the season and then you can start looking at bringing his in, in his own players and then it's kind of next season where we're going to really see the real Bengana, if that makes sense. And the, the rest of this season is almost a free hit. I think I've said that about a few, well, pretty much anyone who comes in. Um, there's there 's no guarantees that anyone any of the other names on the list are going to come in straight away kind of push on exactly where graham left off there 's obviously no guarantees yeah i mean i've people keep saying this free hit
0: thing, but max, our current position is pretty exciting right i mean would it would it be wasting this season if we didn't try and push on this is a great opportunity right
1: yeah it's it's really difficult because. We've been fantastic, make make no mistake, and I think the last two games against Ipswich and Peterborough, four points from those two games, we've sort of proven to everyone that we do belong where we are in the league and that we aren't um, sort of there on luck. That said, I think we have maybe been a bit lucky in a couple of games recently. We we do do defend very well, but I don't know. It, It just seems that maybe we are a little bit higher in the table than we should be. I know I've just contradicted what I've just said, but it's, um, it's, it's difficult because it, we do deserve to be where we are, but we aren't as convincing as the sides around us. And I wouldn't be surprised if we, over the next two, three months, start to fall away. Um, and, yeah, our true position in the league will be shown, I think. And, um, yeah, I don't think we are promotion contenders or material really playoff potentially at a push I think realistically you're right this is a free hit um, but also we are in a good position to maybe improve and change in January and then push on from this position and make a good shot at it it depends really what Ghana wants to do mm-hmm. um, really I'm I'm not I don't think if we don't go up I won't feel like oh we've wasted that position we've wasted that opportunity because if you're not ready to go up you're not ready to go up simple as
0: Mm-hmm. you mean off the pitch right
1: both if if you don't if you don't go up it it's a case of the players weren't good enough
2: yeah I Marley, mean it's, I've yeah. got a question for you while we're on this because you've obviously got an opinion do you think if we don't get at least the playoffs this season it is one wasted considering how weak the league is this season I do yeah um, I don't think it even just applies to league
0: one really I think league two has got a similar situation you see Cheltenham right up there um, and Newport were earlier in the season; they've dropped off now. But I think, I think the football league is looking quite weak at the moment. And those sides that can kind of come together as a, as a, as a unit, and you know, work for each other, and understand hard work, and you know, all the and buzzwords. Um, you, I don't think they really need that great a manager. Really, they just need someone to bring them together as as a team, and they can kind of kick on. And that's what we're seeing this season. We've got. A few, you know, skillful players. Rodman's playing well, and he'd always stand out. But really, it's not that great a side, is it? We're just coming together, doing our jobs, and you know, not letting up. So, I that's think that's not
1: something. That's not something. I think that the players will just lose overnight with the new manager, either.
0: Mm. And and but it is something that I think a lot of people have been concerned will happen because. And this is this is the biggest point for me is that I think I think when you give someone a chance like we have with Ben Garner, because this is his first job in management, I almost have a concern that he's going to want to stamp his authority on it quite quickly and kind of show that he's got his own opinions. And, you know, he's not going to want to come in and just kind of look at it for six months. I think he should do. And hopefully he's got the sense to do that. But I wouldn't blame him either for coming in and really wanting to kind of, you know, nail his, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Nail his flag to the mast or something. and Tell basically to the mast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one, you know, just kind of say, like, I'm here now, this is how we play. And I really hope that he's not naive enough to do that because I, I think if we, like you said, if we kind of keep it simple, stick to how we are this season, the other teams are weak, except for like a Peterborough, but we've just drawn with them. Um, we are a great unit, a team of like really strong-minded players, and hopefully we can take this opportunity. I don't see why we wouldn't. And although I do see one reason why we wouldn't, and that is if we don't want to in the January window, because we clearly need one or two players uh, minimum. Um, and I think the ambition will very it will
2: clearly be shown by that. Yeah, January is going to be a really interesting one if they'll back him or not, or if he moves players on. I mean, he hasn't got that much time to work with them before, you know, the, the window opens. But your point is a good one about if he wants to come in and try and make his mark. From what Starnes was saying uh, this morning in the statement, it sounds like they've kind of drilled it into him. Like, you know, we've got this far on these tactics. We want to carry that on for the rest of the season and then see where we are. And then you can kind of do your own thing obviously mm-hmm. is coaching and all that he's with the players every day so there's going to be some changes but I i really get the impression the board are like well we're fourth on these tactics why change it
0: yeah I mean he comes across as a very almost like a textbook tactician manager you know like he's he's not an ex-player I believe but you you'd expect that he kind of knows how to well he's a coach right um, he, was
1: a, he was a player and then he had a really bad injury and had to retire at a young age. So he sort of had his dream shattered a little bit as, okay, as a player so. and went and got went straight into coaching as soon as he sort of had to retire. He mm. knew straight away that he wanted to stay in the game and was immediately coaching from a young age. That's,
0: that's interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's very different to a lot of the managers that you get. You'd, you'd expect him to be quite tactically astute. So do you think that this will mean a more attractive style of football going forward um, I should add that he was working under Tony Pulis at West Brom in 2017 so I don't think that side were particularly well known for their fluid footballing uh, style
1: yeah well I mean Daryl Clark worked under John Ward and he didn't play the same style of football so um, <laughs> I mean there's elements of, of Tony, Tony Pulis's style of football that maybe Garner can draw on and, and no doubt he's, he's worked under some great managers Ian Holloway as well, and he was also mentored by Jose Mourinho, like you were saying. Not to say that he's exactly sort of like a mixture of those managers. He's definitely probably got his own ideas on how he wants to play the game. Um, we don't know, really, because he's, he's never managed. So we don't know if he, he may well come out and, and play Coughlin, ball. that may be his style. We don't know. Um, what we do know is that he's a fantastic coach. Um, Wilfred Zahar, Aaron Wambasaka, Ricky Lambert have all said how impressed they've been with him and how much they enjoy his training sessions and how he's the best coach they've worked with. So yeah, it's um, I think it's positive and I think we sort of have to sit and wait and see what kind of manager he is.
2: Mm. Metz, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. Looking at the list of previous managers, I don't think counts for anything because you've got Warnock in there as well and all that. The only things I've seen from people who have, because he coached like the under 11s and worked his way through at Crystal Palace. It was always on the deck attacking football. So I kind of feel like that he's not going to go away from that, but hopefully as a coach, he can kind of be a bit more technically astute and play to our strengths until he can, you know, impose his own style of football. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what style that is, uh, his experience of
0: working through the kind of youth progression process um Max how big a deal do you think that is for our youth academy and the kind of the model we want to follow in bringing youth players through since he's experienced all of the you know the hurdles that players have to go through and that kind of thing
1: yeah it is a big deal obviously I mean I think I think Coughlin was quite good with the youth as well to be honest Um, he sort of gave players a chance uh and no doubt I think Garner would, would try and integrate the Youth Academy with the first team as much as he can to give those players a pathway into the first team. Um, it's certainly good. I think we have got some fantastic young players in in our Youth Academy. That Kieran Phillips certainly looks promising. Um, obviously, Tomlinson, we've seen flashes of him. Um, and obviously, the likes of Beneze and Kilgore, who have recently broken into the first team. He'll know how to take them from that youth player mindset into a first team environment, I think. And that's, that's really key. That bridge. Um, so many managers just chuck a player in and expect them to perform. He'll be able to tell them what they need to do mentally as well as, uh, and tactically as well as just throwing them in and hoping for the best. So I really think this is a big deal and I'm excited to see which players can, can take advantage of him.
0: Yeah. I can tell you're in a very positive mood about this. Um, I mean, one yeah, you could, could
1: all go tits up, but it's <laughs> trying to be
0: positive. It, but it always could with any manager, right? And I think yeah. it is definitely a risk and one that I – he wouldn't have been my choice. But then again, I changed my mind on who my choice would have been on an hourly basis, really. Um, it was a tough decision, but I can certainly get behind what we're trying to do here. And I think I think it's going to be a very different kind of manager but one that i'm really excited to see
2: uh go forward i think that's probably a big reason is youth development kind of background a big reason why he got the job over maybe someone else is that he has got that experience of bringing players through and it's something the club like while and Stans and everyone has always said about because in a horrible kind of way it's cheaper to bring through players than to go out and buy established players it also means that we're us as fans are closer to the players, like we all love Kilgore. I don't know if we'd love him half as much if he weren't a head that's come through kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No, I know what you mean. And youth players always
0: get that kind of buzz going, don't they, when the local lads come through, even if they're not local. Um, (laughs) You touched upon the cheap option thing there. I think that's that's another thing that's kind of been thrown around potentially a little bit unfairly, because if anything, for me, it shows that the border. Have more vision than they previously have, I mean you can bring in the big name Mark McGee and show that ambition and expect immediate results if you want, but that 's not really how it works you know bringing in a you know a long term option that's going to look at the youth academy and get that chain of players coming through uh, to me shows more more vision and more ambition than plug in the hole with the expensive option, uh, potentially a Holloway, dare I say. I mean, I've I've kind of... I've said publicly that I would have been interested in Holloway coming back, but I, it certainly was not a long-term option, although it probably was a lot more costly. So I don't yeah. think it's the cheap option. I think it's uh, it's the astute option. I think it shows that the board have got their head screwed on this time. What do you think, Max?
1: I'm not convinced that he he's... Any cheaper or more expensive than than Tisdale or anyone else um, who were who were really candidates, other than Holloway, who would obviously demand much more of a wage. But I think you know Tisdale, just been sacked by MK Dons at this level. You know this is a this is a guy who's gone, who's coached at the very highest level. He's not going to come cheap. I don't. I'm not not saying he's expensive, but I don't think he's any more or less than any of the other candidates. Really, um, what do you guys think? This sort of From from a board point of view, do you think it's a more ambitious appointment than the likes of um, Tisdale or Bottom?
2: I don't think it's any more ambitious or less ambitious. What Harley touched on it, I think it smacks of an actual philosophy and an actual plan of, like, before we're just appoint managers just based on who was available. Okay, yep, you'll do. You've got a half-decent record. With Garner, it does feel like, okay, we want to bring youth players through and this guy's got such a good record of that yet we're taking a risk on him but if he brings through players and we're playing decent football and you know we don't do disastrously badly we can have him for years and years on that kind of um, kind of production line of youth talent Um, yeah it's a difficult one because all the none of the others on the list really had that much of a giving youth a chance except for maybe Tisdale because he did quite a lot of player development at Exeter but you don't because he was there so long, you kind of feel like he had that space and time to do it. Um, so yeah, I don't know what point I'm trying to make there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's just so much to take in at the moment. I'm not surprised you're derailing. Um, the, the one last thing that I wanted to to touch on was the, a lot of people have said that currently our team is playing at the best of their ability and that we should kind of make do with what we have this season. But Given that we're we're all accepting that he's a very strong coach, uh, do you think that this that he can get more out of this squad? Or are they at the best of their ability? Has Coughlin got them firing on all cylinders? Because I personally don't think they are. I think there is some improvement that can be made. Um, and hopefully, uh, Garner can get more out of them. What do you think, Max?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was a really ridiculous thing for Coughlin to say I've taken these players as far as I can. Um, because I, I think I agree with you. I don't think I think we are giving a hundred percent, but I think there's still a lot more we can improve on in an attacking sense, in in goal scoring and creating chances. And we've got a really good platform to do that with the way the defense has improved over the last couple of months. We are absolutely rock solid now at the back, and we have an opportunity to maybe tweak a few things in the midfield and up front to to create some more goals. So this team is sort of it's sort of a good platform, but I don't think it's fully there. I agree. Um, and if we bring in a, a fantastic coach like we have, I think the opportunity is there to, to see how much further we can take it. And maybe with one or two additions in January, um, it can really kick on and maybe, yeah, surprise a few people.
2: What about you, Max? Yeah, 100%. Um, I agree. Everyone is giving their all and that's part of the reason why we are where we are, but you look at someone like Alfie Kilgore makes you know the odd quite bad mistake. He's kind of mm-hmm. cut out a lot since the start of the season, but there's so much more potential in him. many Meneese a's, as well. And then you look at Circum, who's just coming into form now. If he can get the best out of Liam Circum, if we can see the player he was a couple of seasons ago, oh my god. Like I really do think we can be uh, playoff contenders. I think if If he's a miracle worker and he can get Tom Nichols firing as well, I'm fully on the hype train of promotion. That's quite a statement. It's a big statement.
0: (laughs) 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 Left me surprised there. Um, So you're clearly showing a lot of positivity. And I've not just noticed this from you guys. I've noticed this from supporters far and wide today. Um, Even the ones that don't seem to... Well, even the ones that were backing Holloway and others seem to be fully behind... Ben Garner today um, and it's been no secret that things weren't quite right between Graham Coughlin and the supporters things just didn't seem to click uh, and we now have an opportunity under a new manager to kind of reunite the fans and the team and push on as one cohesive unit um, supporters seem to be backing the guy whether they believe he's the right man or not Max
1: yeah I think you have to back him 100% and, and see how it goes and I think Rovers fans have always been quite good good with that um, Coughlin was a strange one he had a, obviously a lot of factors which uh, put the fans off obviously one was uh, following Daryl Clark probably the greatest manager in recent history um, not probably definitely um, he had the the issue with Chris Lines he had, he refused to rule out the Plymouth job um, he just rubbed a few people up the wrong way and people didn't take to him but fans definitely did give him a chance it was just that the relationship deteriorated and now with a new manager, it does feel like that tension has been lifted. The atmosphere against Peterborough was fantastic. It's the best best atmosphere I've, I've seen down the Merm in a couple of years. Um, it really was fantastic. And the team seemed to appreciate that and, and sort of uh, absorb that atmosphere and, and gave a really good performance that the fans were getting behind. And we, we sort of supported them and they sort of gave a little bit back with the performance, if you like. And it, was, it did feel like we were together as a club again, uh, which we haven't probably been... Fully for since probably Daryl Clark's decline, um, and yeah, I think the fans will 100% get behind Garner. I'm really looking forward to hearing his first interview and, and hearing what kind of character he is, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. There's um, the only thing I've seen so far was like a little Twitter video uh, that the club put up, and he kind of spoke about the supporters. and The guy says now he's been to the ground before, and you know, everyone in football knows they're great, and he's already using the right language. You no, know? it's not stuff that Graham didn't say, but for some reason. Mets people just didn't take to him. But hopefully Garner can kind of make himself a, a figurehead of a
2: of a united club again. Yeah, absolutely. Um I did watch this morning, uh before this announcement, I thought I'd oh, will double check. There's a video on Ben Garner, like his coaching life. And I started mm-hmm. watching it. Um and it was it was interesting, you know, talking about his youth development days at Crystal Palace, but by God, he was pretty boring. I have to say he's pretty stale compared to like DC, which is obviously who I compare every manager to. Um, but that doesn't really matter because he's got the fans on side. Everyone to a man is really excited for him. I think the board might have shot themselves in a, a little bit in the foot when they said about what they were looking for. They were looking for League One experience, ideally promotion from this division, and then we get a coach doesn't feel like anyone's particularly upset about it which is absolutely fantastic mm. um and max touched on it even with like mayer and tucker and manson charging it's posh there was an extra 800 fans there just straight off the back and now with a new manager hopefully boxing day we're going to see like a really decent crowd and everyone really behind the lads and really give wimbledon a stuff in I well
0: was said stuffing. Please tell me that was hey. intended.
2: Oh, I wish that was a,
0: <laughs> that wasn't intentional. You can claim it. You can claim it. Um, well, I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, so many things to go over, and so many things that will unfold over the festive period as we see Ben Garner take charge of Bristol Rovers for the first time. Uh, no doubt, supporters will have a lot to say about this one. So be sure to keep an eye on Gascastpodcast.co.uk. Get involved in the community. We've got lots of blogs going up. Uh, a great team now so there's lots of stuff to check out there always Uh, but for now thanks for listening have a very merry christmas and up the gas up the the gas. gas